Conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro is a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance, copyright 2018. Visit eipublishing.com for more. Music for this series is courtesy of New Threads, copyright 2018, from their self-titled album, Available Now. Hi, this is Julie, and I am here with Susan again, and I'm just kind of dropping this on her, didn't tell her what it's about, but I wanted to do a podcast on the energy of creativity. Oh, okay. Do you have any thoughts about that? (laughs) (laughs) Let me think if I could create something in my head. (laughs) So let me me tell you why, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, My brother, Mm -hmm. shout out to him, he sent me a text last night, I happened to be awake, and what he sent me, it was late, and what he sent me was uh, Barbara Streisand with James Corden doing carpool karaoke. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, that would be interesting to watch because those are really fun to watch. And they're very creative and they seem spontaneous, although I'm not there when they're filming it. And I always try to yeah. think, what are they using, a dash cam? Is yeah. somebody in there? Is this all staged? Did they mm. set it up? And so the cool thing about it is, who doesn't love Barbara Streisand? I mean, you just, you start thinking about her music, you start thinking about her films, you start thinking about how talented she is, and just the creativity. I go all the way back to uh, Funny Girl. I love that movie. And all the different songs in there. I'm the greatest star. Of course, can't do it like her. But anyway, <laughs> the the carpool karaoke was really interesting. So um, you saw it. Yes, I did okay. see it, and I didn't tell you about it. No, I, would have, no. I would have sent no, it to no, you no, and shared it, but I wanted no. to kind of throw this on you because it started me thinking about creativity. And so it was interesting. You have to watch it, and it was fun. And James Corden, I've been a fan of his. I don't He's see his awesome. show all the time. I love Yet, James I've been Corden. a fan of his since he was on Doctor Who. Oh, wow. So he was on Doctor Who, huh. and really cool, uh, I think a couple of episodes So the interesting thing about this carpool karaoke was uh, a lot of Barbara Streisand's expressions and, you know, she joined in and sang and stuff and that's what it's about. Yet it was funny. He he was talking to her and I'm not doing this verbatim. I'm just doing Mm. it from my memory. But he was talking to her about, you know, when he when she gives concerts, does she get nervous? And she said, yes, she gets Mm. very nervous. And. I thought it was funny because her statement was she doesn't want to disappoint anyone. Well, I think the idea behind that is, you know, I always kind of told myself and learned that when you're nervous, that's a good thing. That means that you're, you really want to do your best because, you know, anytime you're doing anything and you're being creative and then you're presenting it, you want to do your best. Right. And those butterflies in your stomach are kind of what keeps you on edge. So you do perform, you don't kind of, go into that taking anything for granted or, ah, it's good enough. It kind of gets you past that. And that's a good point. I'm along with you on that because sometimes I think if I'm not nervous, uh uh-oh, how is it going to turn out? So you'd rather be nervous and have those butterflies and you're kind of right in the present moment, which we talk about a lot as we talk about energy and being in the energy and write about energy. So when you talk about being creative, I kind of, where I went with it is, you you know, you access a different space. You kind of leave the world for a while. It's almost like if you read a good book, you kind of leave the world for a while. Um, I'm not an artist, but, you know, you hear people who are amazing talents that they just kind of go into their own space. They can be up all hours of the night. They can't 
it's not like, okay, nine to five, check in, check out. It's just, and you know, a lot of times people say that there's a pool of consciousness <sighs> mm. and you can access it, but you, you have to be open to it. Right. And when you're creative, I think you, you know, it just occurs and you can't, it's not a, like, again, clocking in and clocking out. Right, it just right. occurs. And I believe that about the pool of consciousness. I think I say that all the time because you, you see, I mean, a lot of times I have an idea for something and then I look and there's a movie about it, you know, in mm. a couple of months. And I think I didn't say anything to anybody, but, you know, I yeah. thought about writing it. It wouldn't be the way I would write it. Yet, you know, there are a lot of ideas out there that so you, are are kind of equal to other people's ideas. So let me ask you, do you think that because you're thinking of something, you're more aware of it, whereas it would still occur, but because you're not thinking about it, you're not aware of it? I mean, to give a better example, it's like I remember my father telling me one time, you know, you go and you buy a brand new car, right? And it's like, oh, my God, I got this mm. brand new Mustang. <laughs> and, you know, and then because you got it, you go out and he goes, do you ever notice that once you go out, then everybody you see has the same, you know, has mm. a Mustang. Mm. And, you know, and I kind of attribute it. Is it the same thing? Are you, is everyone kind of picking from the same consciousness or is it a question of, it's just if you're kind of oblivious to it, you'd never notice it. So should everybody out there all of a sudden be aware of what you see, of what you... I'm trying to think. I actually had this conversation yesterday, or and someone mentioned something to me, and I, I can't remember. Here it is. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, my God, that's the second time someone said that to me. Hmm. And they're kind of looking at me, and I'm like, huh, what's this about? And probably when we turn off the mic, I'll be like, damn, I know what it was. <laughs> but um, that's funny because when, you know, there's a lot of, you know, energetic ideas out there saying that, you know, when you want something in your life, you just keep focusing on it, focusing on it, pinpoint focus on it. That would make a lot of sense because then it, it relates to what your question was. Are you, you know, creating an enhanced awareness to it and that's why it occurs? Or was it out there all the time and now you're just seeing it because you put, you know, you dunk your toe into the pool of mm. consciousness. And so all in all, it's funny because we're on like the cusp of, of what I wanted to talk about where creativity is because there's also this theory that because you created it, it was needed. So it's not the other way around that you created it. Now you have to find a need for it. And I think that's really beautiful because it goes back into the, the raw energy of creation. And a lot of these things, we can't say, oh, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. And this is, you know, the solution. And, and this is a statement of fact. But it's really kind of grasping at straws while you're in the energy with that sensation and feeling. And so... This podcast being on the energy of creativity is about that part of it. But also, I thought it was just amazing because here's Barbara Streisand with this amazing voice and this, this you know, litany of songs and creativity and people she's worked with and writing. And, and you know, I know she has a political stance and all that other stuff. Very well-rounded and an amazing um, career of films 
And yet her, her statement was, I don't want to disappoint anybody. And, and I thought it was very interesting from a creative, humble standpoint, yet also that, um, that element of going into that space of create, creativity. I know myself, when, when I'm writing, I never feel like I should be doing anything else. I am so in that energy. And then what is created, you know, the final product, I'm always sometimes surprised and, and well, I think excited. Part- Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, Mm. because you tricked me into writing it, (laughs) and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. You know, I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well so I agree with you yep hey Julie do you remember the old Tootsie Roll Pop commercial it's how many bites does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll Pop oh yeah okay you do remember that (laughs) how many rings does it take to get someone to answer the door on Halloween depends on if you have candy or not well how many clicks does it take to get the Halloween trivia ebook just a one just a one get yours today Part of that too, like I love James Corden. Mm. I understand Barbara Streisand; she's done some stuff, but you know, I could go into you know now she's you know so being so creative, and now she's out there getting so involved in politics. It's it's you know, and there's been a lot of entertainers that have done it, but that's not what we're going to talk about. What I will say is what I love about James Corden, and when he does those uh, you know karaoke's, he's at least again it appears he's so just in the moment having fun and being creative and to really be creative you kind of have to open yourself up Mm. to failing Mm -hmm. you know we do this kind of on the cuff and you did kind of didn't even tell me you wouldn't even let me look at the title of what this is going to be and so I'm talking and I'm in that space but this could be a total fail I could say something that's like, wait a minute. And I think to be able to be in that space of creativity, you have to kind of be open to the point of being of failure. The reason why, you know, you have to, you, you can't, you can't, if you go in there with an idea, well, I can do this, but I'm only going to go this far or I'm only going to say this. Right. It's a little limiting and you know. And this is, this is beautiful because, you know, this wasn't planned, but you completely just symbolically expressed what my, my, my interest and fascination was with Barbara Streisand's statement, because basically you just stated the same thing. You don't want this podcast to fail. You don't want people, not and you don't just want to people, say something but you don't stupid want to be because I've been known to do that too. Well, it's, you're in this creative space, but you, I, I mean, we're just being ourselves yet, right. you know. It's not that we're, we're, you know, over, you know, infatuated with people and and their reviews of us and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that you don't want to disappoint yourself. I think you don't want to disappoint yourself. And for for what we're doing, if I, again, because this is off the cuff, this is, you know, if I think about it, I really, sometimes I think you can sound foolish and you can sound uneducated. When you're trying to grasp something, a lot of times you ask me something and I, it takes me a while to get to it. And I don't want, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes we turn this off and all of a sudden, this is where it goes. And we're like, oh my God. And we're like, well, it didn't make it the podcast. It wasn't supposed to. And I'm not concerned about how I sound as much as 
you know, I really want to get to where I'm supposed to get to when we do this. And, you know, a lot of times it's, it's opening up to failure because if we don't even attempt to do this, mm. we'll never get closer to it. Right. And sometimes it takes two or three different podcasts. It's like some of the other podcasts we have. It's interesting because the further in we get to it, we're getting closer and closer to the energy, mm. accessing it. It's almost like a road you travel or peeling an onion. That's always another example people use. You, each layer you peel, you get a little bit more to the core of it. And I think if you never take the chance and you never open up to being creative because cr- true creativity is almost something that's never been done before. Mm. Because if you're just copying someone, well, yeah, great. Good luck with that. But if you're you're going into a space that no one else or if you're going to bring your interpretation to a space, other people have their interpretations. You're bringing a new interpretation well, you know, I wouldn't say I'm going to say it like Barbara Streisand, like she doesn't want to disappoint. It's again, like you said, it's disappointing herself. I mm. want to do the best that I can do. I want to bring all of me to this. And if you don't, you know, other people can say it was a great show and she may say that was terrible or right. vice versa. Right? right. And so that's how it's interesting because if it's, it really is if you never, I mean, we're talking and we write, but if you're an artist or you're a musician or you're simply interpreting numbers of a, in a report mm. and you don't want to come out and say, you know, I see something different. Most people never do. Mm. And I, I just think that's fascinating. There's an energy to it. You can't. And then when you know, it's almost like, you know what you know, and it doesn't mean my words are the end goal, but I, I know what I know. Right. And I always say to you, that's a, like a, a jump off point for you. Mm. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the end point, but I know this part to this place is, is correct. Hmm. And you know, it's interesting because you always say, I hear things differently and I do. do. And you know, I heard this and, and I kind of stopped at the point where I stopped and said, Hmm, wow, that's so amazing. Here's Barbara Streisand. And, you know, she kind of turned around at one point and said to James Corden, are you a fan? You know, and it's like, it's like, who's not a fan? You know, it's like, and it's funny. And, you know, it's not like being a fan you know, Barry Manilow. But it's, you know, here's Barbara Streisand and she's just being her, which is cool. And James Corden's being him. And maybe she's able to be her because, you know, they're just being and they're in that present moment. Yet when she said that, I kind of stopped and I thought, wow. To be in that vortex of creativity and say that and 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 it that's not a judgment to her. I just appreciated that she said that because it is and I heard it more to be, you know, it's a disappointment. You know, you don't want to be disappointed yourself because we're often the hardest on ourselves. We're the most critical of ourselves. Mm. We always beat ourselves up about everything. And we have that little voice that goes on and everything. And it's funny because now, like, having this, because I told you this morning, I'm not talking to you, I'm not having a conversation until we do this podcast. Now having this conversation, I moved a little bit with it, and I got a little bit more that, okay, so having that disappointment part, that feeling of I don't want to disappoint anyone or myself part that I'm adding in, is a part of the the nervousness that helps you actually be better at it. But it's the uncertainty. Right, you're, right. You're actually approaching uncertainty, and it's actually your, your not. I won't say creating it, but you're actually inviting it. Right. Some people have to go with uncertainty, uninvited, mm-hmm. actually unwanted, right. and they have to walk through it. And here it is a situation where 
you're actually inviting it into your world. Right. And and to be able to do that is not even people that can walk with it hand in hand, but you're inviting it. So that's a whole different way. But, you know, something, it's not until you do that, that, you know, you really can get a sense of, of I, I actually feel like that's a little bit of life. Right. right. You know, and that doesn't, we, we can go to creativity. Creativity is in everything, in, in, in medicine. It's in business. It, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, then you have the arts and humanities. It's in teaching. Right. It's, it, in, it's, it's in science. It's in parenting. It's in everything. It's in everything, right. And uh, that's where, you know, and, and the society that we live in does not really embrace it. Because the minute someone kind of steps away from the herd, it's like, whoa, get back here. Get back mm-hmm. in here. And uh, so, yeah, it's kind of fascinating. That's And the, and the funny thing, too, about this is that, um, you know, you want to anyone who's creative out there and anyone who desires to create something, whatever it is, a product or, or you know, a song, a book, anything, um, even, you know, sew something, anything can kind of look at this and say, here's Barbara Streisand. And I'm not throwing it to Barbara Streisand, but just as a symbol. I mean, you could say Michael Jackson. You could say Prince. You could say anybody who's highly creative in what they do and what they share. Here's Barbara Streisand. Yeah, but see, still, I don't think wait, that's fair. Still, but I don't wait, think that's fair. She can still have this disappointment, yet look what she produces. But and so anyone that, you know, is has a fear of failure or a fear of any of that, I mean, there's still a production that you can move to. There's still an element that you can share that with. So I think when you talk about Prince and Michael Jackson and, and, you know, they are in a different league in terms of um, their creativity. There's some people, I think, that have no choice. They sit and live in creativity. I think most people don't live in creativity. And to express that and find that space and move within it is a it's a that's a different podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think most people tend not to approach that. They tend to stay with what's been proven, what's been told to them, and they stay along that line. Most people don't dip the foot in the pool of creativity. I, in the people that you just gave as examples, I think live in it. They have no choice because mm-hmm. they're so creative, and that's what constantly goes through their mind. I think. Or at least who I'm, I would, I think of myself, I tend to be, I think kind of differently than people. My views are a little bit different and I have to sometimes decide when I do say something and when I don't say something. The Kabbalion is a really cool book. We have a whole podcast series. There's always somewhere else to go with the Kabbalion. And that's always the question that we have is how do we approach it from a different angle? We put together a book of trivia. And that is one way that we pushed ourselves into looking at it from a different perspective. Exactly. And so if you're listening to our podcast and you want to go into more of the energy, you got to check this ebook out. And it's only pennies. But it's worth so much more because when you get in that space, if you can have something that can take you and send you somewhere else in the energy of what you're studying in a different way, it's priceless. Touche. Are you missing Samantha? Are you bewitched by the magic all around you? Then you will love the Endra scripts. It's a series of 10 really funny plays involving Endra, a very cool witch, but she's a whole lot more. Find the Endra scripts by Polonius on Amazon. 
Hi, it's Julie. All right, I'm revealing. I rode the affirmation wave in the 1970s and 80s. Affirmations are great, but they're even better when they come from you and the energy of how you process life. That's why in Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, an Energetic Invocations series, Susan and I carefully crafted invocations as part of each chapter. Invocations are sourced in the energy of change and take the style of affirmations so much farther. See for yourself in our podcasts and in our books available on Amazon. You know, what you tell yourself is more important than anything else you could say. And that's not, a, and, and is it a uncertainty for me? I don't know, maybe, hmm. you know, and that's, that's where I think the question and what you're, where you're, when you say that statement about, you know, doing it and finding it, it's not for the person who's amazingly creative and that's that's how they've lived their life. It's for the person who wants to be creative, that has different ideas, that wants to speak well, up. That, see, I'm not sure if I agree with that because your judgment of that is based on the fact that because they've expressed themselves, we know them as creative. So you wouldn't know Prince or Michael Jackson or Barbara Streisand as creative unless they express themselves. And so I, I understand a part of what you're saying. I'm not quite sure if I agree, which is great because we can agree to disagree. Yet it's funny. You also didn't see, I'm thinking about the, the carpool karaoke that I've I I've seen it before, and, though, a lot right, of times. And, and, and I've seen well, him with a lot of but, amazing artists. Right. So Barbara Streisand commented that she had to go and, and renew her license because, she, you know, she didn't have her license anymore because she found she was like a lot of creative ideas were twirling in her head and she was driving along and working on things and talking to people. And, and you can watch it yourself and see what she said. I'm not quoting verbatim. And she ended up driving up the exit ramp or something of a, in the wrong way. In so the you're highway. just, so she you said, are completely supporting what I just said, that these people who are so amazingly creative don't they live in that they have to work to kind of come out of it and michael jackson as you know we've talked about was amazing on stage when he got off stage he had a hard time that's when all the media and the paparazzi and everybody destroyed him when he was on stage he was amazing when he was creating he was amazing you can't take someone some people live in that and no i don't know any of those people i'm talking about i think the majority of us who are not who do not live in, in creativity. We kind of live in, in, in another way. We see things. I, you know, and I don't know. I don't know how well, to describe I, it. Well, I so. feel a large element of myself living in creativity. You know, I say I walk around with bubbles over my head. I, I have to have con consistent writing projects. I'm working on things. I see things differently. That doesn't mean I'm comparing myself to Barbara Streisand or mm. Prince or Michael Jackson. I understand the nuances of some things that they say. I've been in little situations to a different variance or degree. And I think even when, when you hit in some element of creativity, I mean, there always is that kind of feeling of, you know, the disappointment and the yet, so you know, to you... express it to uncertainty. I think it's an inter interesting conversation, the energy of creativity. And it's interesting that, you know, there's a volatility around it. Of course there is. And there's a volatility around it when you try to ground it. So in I think society there's a volatility well. if you believe what other people and if you get caught up in the uncertainty. So I think some of it has to come from you just have to move with it. You know what you know. And that doesn't mean what you know is the end all. 
but there's certain things that you know that you need to express and you need to move forward. I mean, that's what our book, the first book we wrote, Energetic Invocations, that came from me and you talking about what didn't make sense out there. So many things didn't make sense. And we went into that space of creativity, yet we kept asking and questioning. And then what we know, we know. Yet if you read the book, it, it doesn't say, well, this is the truth of life. It does mm-hmm. not say that. Mm-hmm. But it says, it asks you to question everything. And then when you start questioning things, you start getting answers. And then when you start getting answers, things start making sense. Right. And I think, like, I felt so compelled to move forward with it. I, I want, I kept telling you, I'm not writing this. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm figuring it out for myself because mm. I need to live here. And so we, and then we sat down and we wrote it. And then of course, how do you rope me in? Well, you kids, wouldn't you like to leave a legacy if you get something? I'm like, oh, sure. Well, it was only, but it I think, well, but, but that's, just that's that. all. It wasn't just that because it's important to note when we were having a conversation, there were some really cool elements that were coming out. And I was like, I got to write this down because this is what I do. And we compiled that. Well, and you, you compiled know, it's good. It's good you that you brought up, you know, our first book, Energetic Invocations, because it's it was, you know, it's so creative and it's so energized and it's so there that then we moved into, you know, we wrote the Energetic Invocations series that gave the examples because people contacted us and said, can you give us some examples well, of every day? So it was yes. so heavy in the energy that it, quote, my head swimming. That's, that's right. so, you know, like my head swimming when I right. read it. So we needed to put... Um, and that was when it become more, I won't say work, because it, it fit in where it fit in, but it was the creative process. I mean, when we wrote it, we pulled out so many stories. I mean, we started off with putting stories in to kind of enhance what we were saying. Then we went back and said, people don't give a hoot about, mm. you know, Susan Barbro's life or Julie Benetti's life. It was like, they mm. they need to figure it out for themselves. So, well, it wasn't only that because every, I read a lot, I read immensely. And so everything I've always read, it, it's, I would always glean out the important stuff from everybody's story and having a high octane book where the important stuff was there and there was no story was really cool. Mm. And then moving into let's ground this and, and place it in, you know, society per se, by giving stories of, you know, different people and situations and interactions that fit with what concepts we were talking about in the energy worked really well in the energetic so the, invocation series book. So the book actually, I think is, uh, kind of deals with this fear of stepping into the uncertainty, actually inviting in the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Because I never thought about it, but that really is a good way of kind of describing how we, or not how, but sort of what the premise behind the book was, was, okay, so knowing this, what do you do? You let go of everything. So mm-hmm. you move a little bit in uncertainty, but there's there's a, it's actually a little supportive because we talk about the energy behind it of that, you don't walk in uncertainty feeling you're alone and, oh my gosh, what mm-hmm. do I got to do? It's it's a supportive. All of a sudden, it's almost like a, a little nudge. And you're like, oh, okay, I could do this. And, and you're not required to say or do anything with anyone else. And what comes from it comes from it. It's what kind of, I'll just be personal. This I am going to bring in personal. Is that it's through the book. That gave me the, I want to go further with this. And then we wrote the Yendra to give a, give a life, a person right. to embody the aspects that we brought up and then doing the podcast because I'm Italian. I like to talk. <laughs> 
And of course, it's more of a more comfortable medium for me as well. So, well, it's also because people said I'd I'd love to be in the room while you're having a conversation, mm. and we said, okay, here you go, you're in the room. <laughs> so hopefully, you do feel like you are in the room with us. That's I mean, this is meant. We're not lecturing, and I know we say it a lot, but you well, know, this is just us trying to what we've learned, what we've seen, and we're what we're telling each other. I'm not even I'm having this conversation to remind myself exactly of what I need to know. And I thought it was really cool too, because, you know, thanks again to my brother sending me that text and seeing the carpool karaoke, which has a lot of energy, which is great. And I guess if we sang, we would be singing stuff, but you, your son's the singer in the family. So this is true. <laughs> and the musician. And, uh, you know, we would be doing that, but mm-hmm. we're doing the podcasts and we're writing books and we're in that space of raw creativity. And it was just a really fun carpool karaoke that kind of connected with the understanding of the energy of creativity. And we welcome you to do the same. Yes. This has been a production of EI Publishing in association with EI Alliance. Listen to other episodes and visit eipublishing.com to find more energized podcasts and books. Find New Threads self-titled album New Threads on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, or at newthreads.us. Thank you for listening.